Hey there, I'm Paul Lighting. You're listening to L.O. Governor, the podcast. Podcast. I'm Abdullah, and with me is Sam. Hi. Anyway, uh, it's going to be another movie episode because my internet's real shitty, and I can't be bothered to do another actual episode. And if this episode drops, I'm fucking done. Like I'm done recording because this is the last time I'm trying. Last time I'm doing this, and fuck it. Okay, fingers crossed that this internet will stay as long as we can to watch, to review this movie that Abdullah himself recommended to me, which is like The Room with Better Acting. Yeah, because I saw this on TV. The, the movie we're talking about is Draft, draft Day. And it's, it's really interesting because it's it's a movie I feel should be more infamous around bad movie sites, but it really isn't. And I think that's yeah. because of the sport. I think that's because of the sports motif. If you took out the sports motif and the sports uh, plot, then this movie would be a lot more infamous. But like the reason I like this movie so much is because it's a bad drama with fucking sports, and that's yeah. hilarious. Apparently, their tagline is, um, the greatest victories don't always happen on the field. But the sad thing is, great victories always, hap- always happen on the field. What the hell? All we are is just uh, like... Basically, no, go, this... Go on. Yeah. Basically, this movie is like, the movie representation of you... Standing in front of your friends who are just trading Pokemon cards. It's like, oh, I'll trade you this Charizard for that uh, for that Pokemon, and you're like, oh no, 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 I would trade you this for this, and then just like that. are we gonna play the fucking game? Yeah, it really did feel like a fucking. <laughs> Just, just them talking about playing this. Because what's interesting is, is, the, is this movie is like it's so filled with what are we gonna do to 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 get this player on the team? But all it is is not. You don't see them trying to get the player on the team for the draft. It's just them talking about it, and that's what I find so hilarious about the entire thing. Yeah, basically. Basically, the whole thing is just that. As in, we get, like, 
bunch of people behind, like, a team. Okay, we're going to go from the beginning. It, there's this, um, there's this I love the opening. Who, the opening is so fucking epic. It's like, da-da-da-da-da, draft day. <laughs> it has this count. Ca- <laughs> Actually, that ca- was like. And it has the countdown to to see like when how many hours are left to to give you the impression that there's this, there's that there's going to be stakes but there really aren't and it's just it's so fucking hilarious I love this movie so much it's like it's so bad that I love it yeah. so much it's a such a great um, bad movie actually a good plus is the cinematography as in the the cinematography actually is kind of good, and it's not over. The, it's not exactly over the top, and yet you know it's for like the it's for like making people real think that the whole drafting thing is just the best shit ever. And you know sometimes they actually show like video clips of football football moments, and I, that actually kind of makes me believe that they're actually really into the whole sports drafting thing, which is almost similar to, oh, I want that Digimon card. What does that, what does that um, Pokemon card do? Oh, okay, okay. Wait, what that Pokemon card sucks against? And then you're just like, well, if that's not, that's kind that's that's good and all, but you gotta make it look all flashy. Like, with weird epic poses and shit. And, and, I love uh, how, and I love how, like, every time they introduce a team, they get, like, their own intro, which is yeah. so fucking awesome. Yeah, the, I will admit it, the cinematography is actually pretty good here, so I'll give that a plus. And, you know, they have uh, they have pretty good actors, and, you know, Kevin Costner and Jennifer Gardner and Terry Crews, to name a few of them, the rest I don't know, I think... One of them's in the social network, but and I thought I saw one of them being Aaron Paul, and I checked like Wikipedia, and it's like nope, no Aaron Paul, I'm out. <laughs> no, I I love this movie because it it again it it tries to make sports like interesting, and it tries to make like something like a draft like so fucking intense and shit. What really isn't? It's just like them going, who are we gonna pick? Oh, we didn't pick this guy. Oh well. That, yeah. That's what it's like in real life. It's not this epic battle for supremacy <laughs> that this movie is and, trying and, to make it sound like. And to make awkward, to make the awkward thing feel more awkward, the the what do you call this? The the coach got the coach, uh, not the coach, the the manager of the losing team, the consecutively losing team, the guy who played played by Kevin Costner, has also like a dad who died before the draft. The mom was disappointed. The mom's so disappointed, and the whole last wishing, and then he found out that his secret affair with the secretary knocked her up. It's like you get like a bunch of soap opera subplots within the plot that is just so awkwardly about draft picking. <laughs> and what I love about Costner is his shitty acting because like he he just talks like this in a monotone voice throughout the entire movie <laughs> even I... when he's supposed to be angry. <laughs> all right, um basically I have the world's quickest summary for all you guys like we give you a good pick for one of your players. Oh my god, yay. You gave up a good player for a pick? You shame on you! I believe in him. You gave up a good player for a good pick? Shame on you! I believe in him. And then, <laughs> oh my god, I pregnant with your baby. Why you ignore me, secretary? And all that shit. <laughs> I love, I love, I love the scene where his mom comes in and she's telling him about, about his dad's wish and he's like, 
No. Oh <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, the mom. The mom is no breast cancer victim, but she has actually had her interesting moments. <laughs> I love how he just takes the laptop and throws it, and he's like, "Yeah, I, I threw the laptop." And the guy is like, "Why? Why doesn't it work?" Well, I, I threw the laptop in a fit of rage. <laughs> Oh dear God! I mean, the whole basically the entire thing is that um, what what that one team is gonna give uh, is gonna trade in what the first draft pick to the to this guy to to the guy, and then everyone's and it's like oh yeah we're gonna trade it in for this dude we're gonna tra- trade it in for this for your one of your dudes for three years and all that stuff, and then if they just as if there's some form of interest drama or something though one of the moments that made me like uh, okay was pretty much the 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 ashes ash the you know the water slash where just throw ashes it's because it was so out of place it's like you're just adding unnecessary drama to a drama that doesn't even have any drama if you think about it and i love i love how every phone conversation has to be split screen I love this gimmick. It's so fucking stupid where every time he's talking to someone on the phone, the camera goes into split screen and we see the other person on the other side of the screen. And it's so fucking hilarious because it just adds nothing, but it just makes it look cooler. Oh, God. I just. I love this movie. It's so bad. I love it so much. I I can't even describe it because you got to see it for yourself. Because to me, yeah. nothing is funnier than seeing a failed drama fail at being a drama. And this movie fails so hard at being a drama, it becomes awesome. I think that's the entire thing. It's that, it's like this. You just, okay. A lot of the times, you wanted to watch a very bad soap opera. One, as in, it's not the bad soap opera of obvious cliches, but it's just, you get the most unnecessary theme in a movie and turn it into a drama, then you got interesting magic there, which is kind of funny. And it's all. And I love the and I love the actors in this. I mean, they got Dennis Leary as the coach, who again is in like autopilot. He's Dennis Leary again, and it's just so fucking hilarious because seeing him butt heads with Costner, and he's like acting his ass off in most of his scenes. And Costner's like, whatever, brah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, actually, his moment of him burning the folder was actually kind oh, of Oh, that was genius. awesome. That was pretty <laughs> genius. <laughs> okay, all right. All right, and, so... Then, and, then we, and then, oh, my God, uh, when he calls, the, there's this, okay, there's this hotshot football player that everyone wants, and everyone bothers Kevin Costner about getting him, and, and, and Costner's like, oh, no, I don't want this guy. I want the other guy. And the guy's the the, the hotshot football player's manager is none other than none other than motherfucking P Diddy, and I'm like, holy <laughs> shit, what is he doing in this movie? <laughs> basically, 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 we get so basically we get all star uh, a really good decent all star cast. Well, decent in a way that it's like awkwardly hilarious in a in a sports drama that is basically all about drafting. You gotta make it like make it all flashier than it is. They 
I think one one guy had Terry Crews on it, you know, because reasons. Yeah, Terry Crews was there. He's like, he doesn't show up, but he's like there for like, and you know, it's 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 the worst Terry Crews movie where if you if you <laughs> you can you can play the where's Terry Crews uh, movie uh, game while watching this movie because he's barely in it, and every time he appears, he's like, oh yeah, I forgot you're in this movie. <laughs> Yeah. All right. Um pretty much the, the actually the music actually makes you feel pumped. It makes it actually the music actually pretty good for what it was, but when you put dramatic music over something like Draft Day, it's going to be like, wait. Why? Especially when especially when he's talking to people on the phone and, and like the music goes all dramatic and shit, it becomes hilarious because he's just talking to someone on the phone. It's not supposed to be intense. It really isn't. We're, we're going to trade. We're going to trade. We're tra- going to trade you this Charizard for your for your Blastoise, and then epic music pops up, and then you're like, okay. Oh god, I love I love the part where what's his face when he's talking to the other coach and the, the other coach is played by the guy who, who the guy who was the narrator and the Big Lebowski. Yeah, I was laughing my ass off when that scene happened because I I was just waiting for the guy to go and I'm talking about the dude here. <laughs> oh my god. Oh. All right. So yeah. Oh yeah. So we got. A checklist for stuff that we think it's so bad it's good. All right. Um. First is unnecessary theme made overblown awesome. Second is we got a Kevin Costner who is no Tommy Wiseau, but you know he has one of probably the best awkward one-liners you have ever. Well, not really the best one-liners, but pretty damn awesome. (laughs) As in, I kind of got. I kind of got what you said, the line, you pancake-eating motherfucker. I'm like, come on, how is that not, how is that not awesome? How is that not awesome? Because, he, basically, because because in, like, the fir- one of the earlier scenes, the, the, the opposing manager was eating pancakes. That's about it. And I love that scene because it, it, establishes, it establishes the rival manager as the bad guy because he's smugly... Eats pancakes and acts like a douchebag, and I love it. I'm like, holy shit! We would, or right. yeah, I think we, I think we would agree that they, that if they actually made, if they actually made me want to invest on 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 fantasy football, that I will never be, I will never know in a million years. I said I watched this movie twice just so that I can get notes because. The first time I watched it, it's like, um, uh, what's happening? What's happening? Why is this happening? And then when the second one, and then I had to also check like Wikipedia to check what the what the football jargon is about. And you're all, oh, okay, so it's like Pokemon. And then you just sit down and just start typing notes. And now here we are. Like it's just. Because cause here's the thing, it's it's basically the underdog story, but the problem is, it's, uh, Costner is playing, you know, the main character is played by Kevin Costner, and Kevin Costner is a fucking 60-year-old man. He should yeah. not be playing underdogs <laughs> at this point in his career, <laughs> and that's what makes it so fucking hilarious, because his character is the underdog. Everyone tells him, 
you're making a bad decision, you're making a bad decision, you're making a bad decision. But then at the end, he proves them wrong by, you know, by by getting the guy he wanted and getting the other guys he wanted as well. Yeah. And I'm thinking to myself, if this movie had been made by with someone much younger in the lead role, then it would have been a good movie. But the yeah. problem is, Costner is just so fucking shitty as an actor because he's so monotone and so bored and he just comes off as such a fucking tool that it just becomes so fucking hilarious. I'm sorry. Yeah. Then again, Pancake Eating Motherfucker will always now be the highlight of this movie. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, God. And I, and, I, and I hated Costner for years after watching Waterworld, and I'm like, God, I fucking hate Waterworld so much. Who but after this, Waterworld? I'm like... But after this, I'm like, you know what? You redeemed yourself with that one line. <laughs> okay, all of, okay, okay. Just you saying all your, all your, all the bad movies. I will forgive all of you that just because of that line of a guy eating pancakes. Congratulations. <laughs> and, and think how, and think how, how much better Man of Steel would have been if, 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 uh, if Pa Kent was written as, as Kevin Costner's character in this movie. <laughs> Where he's just like, oh, uh, Clark comes in and he's like, oh, Dad, I, I did something horrible today. I, I shouldn't have. I, I killed a, I killed a kid with my heat ray vision. He's like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> Man. Now, now we, all we just need to do is get get Kevin Costner, put him in bad box office films, watch him redeem, watch him redeem the movie just by his sad by his sad monotonous existence. Imagine all the Michael Bay films. Imagine all the Uwe Ball films. Maybe one day he would rise again to save bad blockbuster movies. Maybe one. Maybe if he if he actually he actually appears in the Fantastic Four movie, I would have I would have made this the best comedy of this year. And when you look at the poster, it's him holding a football in a suit, and I'm thinking to myself, if you add a long-haired wig, this would be the the perfect room remake. Kevin Costner is Tommy Wiseau. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> there we go. There we go. We finally got. We finally got the title. <laughs> You're tearing me apart, Lisa. <laughs> You're tearing me apart, Secretary. <laughs> <laughs> and I love Jennifer Garner because she she's so fucking confused. It's like, why am I here? What am I doing here? How did I get here? God damn it, Ben! <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> As in, it's like everyone's just here just for a quick paycheck. Um, in the box office, apparently, it got it break it oh it broke even plus a couple of more millions. So it's like oh, okay, <laughs> so movie re- for money reasons. Okay. Though I do wonder though about the fact about do you think legitimate sports fans will enjoy this film? Uh, like I said, I think if you're not a fan of the Cleveland Browns, you're going to hate this movie because the other teams only get, like, a mention at best. <laughs> and apparently I found out also that the Cleveland Browns players are apparently fictitious, except for the... They, they're fictional. They're not all, like, legitimate real players. 
So I mean, come like, on, you you can't you can't expect them to, to you know because like I said, it's a draft movie. You can't expect them to go, okay, we're gonna get all the real players and we're gonna uh, get actors to play them. And we're gonna get them to be in this movie and you know and all this other shit. Nah, they're not gonna do that. Okay, so I apparently found a reason. It's because because if we pay the actual football players in this movie, it's going to be more expensive than it already sorta is. Oh, because they're more overpaid than actors, so you know <laughs> they so look at they, they they look at they look at the shit and they're like, "This chicken feed, I'm not I'm not doing this. This is fucking chicken feed." <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. So, anyways, anyways, what else should we talk about? Um, oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> I, I love the I love the Jimmy Olsen character that they bring in later on, who's like this awkward idiot nerdy guy who's like, oh, oh the I'm, I'm just yeah, and I'm like this is Jimmy Olsen, goddamn. <laughs> oh yeah, basically, basically his only existence is to be the nerdy intern. Though the throwing the laptop and why you break my laptop was actually kind of the thing that made him like, okay, so maybe we'll see you more in really bad movies. We'll all watch you, all of you. Oh God, I'm trying to think of, of something else. I'm not, I love, I love how, you know, everyone else comes to him and just talks to Costner, and and the whole movie revolves around him. And I'm thinking to myself, what's going on with the other coaches? What's going on with the other teams? I mean, surely they 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 must care, right? Nope. No. Nope. We don't get to see that because nothing matters. It's Costner's movie. Everything yeah. is about him, and that's it, which is kind of dumb, I and think, that's why I love it so much. Yeah, I think the I think the very I think the more disappointing part is that we will never get to see the actual football players play the football. This is actually just oh, this is before the whole football season happens and all that, and then and then you come to this and say you're just trading Pokemon cards. Let me see you guys actually play the cards, and you're like. Is is if if the if the payoff's actually good, so this is basically a payoff payoff. It is a pay build up build up build up, and then there's no payoff. It's just their version of the payoff is oh we got a good team or some shit. And like really, I, I mean I I don't know much of, about the play about the play the the totally fictitious players and what they do. All I got is build up a fake build up. A fake build up, and then there's like throwing in grand music and grand special effects to make it seem greater than it already is, and then boom, there's the payoff is basically oh we got a good team, and then you skip one year later, uh, around a year later, and then this, you see the team say like nope nope credits, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like uh, introducing so and so, so and so, so and so, and then it's done. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, well, this is going to be the only sports film that I'll watch this year anyway, so what? <laughs> I, like I said, what I love about this movie is, like, it's such a bad drama that it just becomes so fucking hilarious, because here's the thing, there is no stakes for Kevin Costner's character. The worst that could happen to him is his team never gets the guy that they wanted. That's it. And you're like, well, why is that such a big deal? But the the movie plays this whole thing off like it's such a fucking be-all, end-all thing. If, like, if they don't get this guy, they're done. Like, his evil boss comes up comes up and calls him and says, 
you don't get that guy, you're fired or something oh, like that. Oh dear God, that's a, that's 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 the that's supposed to be the ultimate conflict of the movie. Get that guy or you're fired. <laughs> and I love how Frank, I love how Franklin Jetta is, is Franklin Jetta is back again because playing the villain role. Well, not not the villain. I would say like the supporting antagonist by playing his like um you know. The guy who constantly riles, uh, constantly calls up Les, uh, calls up uh, Costner, and says to him, "Hey, if you don't get this guy, I want him on the team. If you don't get him on the team, you're fired. Get got me? He's, you're fired. Okay." <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's basically the existence of that character, personally. Though there's like some little nit and the little stuff that I like. The whole devil drop scene was just awkward and out of place. The one they were in a water park and there's like this super big slide. And then like one of and then one apparent and then one of the guys the Kevin Cosner was calling, he had like a what do you call it? Those brass knuckle cell phone cell phone holders which is and a what do you call that? A a a cylinder bracelet which kind of like wait, why am I noticing all of that and not and why all of that under like the first movie and not and not the entire film? No, really. Oh God, I remember like one of the scene, one of the other scenes of the conflict is like, oh, a player is unhappy within the team, and and Costner goes up to talk to him, and once again, you get the other actor acting their asses off, and then Costner's like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> it's so fucking hilarious because like, you got okay. a guy, you got a guy who's acting his ass off because he's like coach. Yeah, uh, you know, put me in or, or something like that. I don't remember what the conflict was, but he was like unhappy with his position in the team. And he's yeah. like, oh, why are you picking this guy? Why are you not picking me? And 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 he's acting his fucking ass off, and Costner's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my. Yeah, I mean, that's basically the entire movie now. It's like we like like Kevin Kevin Cosler says no to basically everything, unimpressed yeah. by everything except getting that whatever draft he got. And and let's talk about the draft part because what he does this is bad writing one on one, where not only does he get like the first pick. He gets like everybody he wanted with some fucking bullshit thing where he calls everybody and says, "Oh, you're gonna pick this guy? Well, I wouldn't pick this guy, but I will give you this guy because <laughs> he's much better." So okay. <laughs> and then, and in the and in the end, he didn't even get the pick that he the pick that the opening what is the pick the first pick guy the entire movie was building up on. And then we have like we have like files about him. We have like this and that. Oh, we, there's like this rumor that this guy's kind of a dick. And then it's like, nope. In the end, he didn't even get it. The, the apparently because the guy, the guy who used to own um, Bolt Callahan, I think, um, he 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 never got to trade him off. And then every fan in the Seahawks hates him. Apparently, as then there's like even a strike outside of all. Really, this is weeaboo tier level here. Yeah. Oh yeah, I got it. I remember that name because because here's a fun drinking game. Take a shot whenever they say the name Bo Callahan. You will fucking die. You will die. 
I kind of expected the coach. I kind of expected. I kind of expected the coach uh, who, who, when Costner was called, was uh, the scene where Costner's like um, calling the coach. I kind of expected uh, the coach to go. Now you listen here, you little fuck. Bo Callahan died for our sins. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Which is usually yeah. It is, no, basically. Basically, basically that's it. That's what, and then people are building up to how awesome Bo Callahan is, and all I got is what the fuck is so special about that guy? Apparently, <laughs> he's that good. So, so that that Kevin Costner wants to trade him for whatever his first rounder for three years, and it's like, and I, I checked like a bunch of those forums, and it's like, oh no, that's. If if he's an actual drafter, he would have gotten fired. Animal. Oh. Okay. <laughs> and, what, and what I love about it is like again, you know who should have played Bo Callahan, in who? my honest opinion. Who? John Cena. How awesome <laughs> would have that been? How awesome would have that been if John Cena had played Bo Callahan? That would have made so much sense because like the, the WWE is like the NFL where they. Where they where they constantly keep hyping up John Cena and talk about how great he is and yada yada yada. I'm looking at myself. So Bo Callahan is pretty much the John Cena of this movie, which makes so much fucking sense. <laughs> oh god. Yeah, personally, personally, that would that would have made that would have made that would have made a that would have made our WWE the WWE Studios mod that failed a lot more awesome than. That we planned if John Cena was in this movie. <laughs> we need one man. Anyways, who, who, who are we gonna get for the draft? And his name is John Cena, <laughs> and he just comes in first thing in with his team in the fucking <laughs> How awesome would this movie have been if John Cena was in it? Come on! <laughs> No, no, no. As in, he just he just answers the whole WWE introduction thing, and then the music, and then him just doing his shtick. That would have been just wonderful. <laughs> oh god, I, yeah. I wanted, I wanted to, you know, I love the scenes where he, where Costner is calling up people because in my mind I thought to myself, you know, I wanted to see more scenes of him like talking to random celebrities to get advice. How awesome would it have been if he was, like, talking to someone like Hulk Hogan on, on the phone? He's like, let me tell you something, brother. You gotta get Bo Callahan. If you don't get Bo Callahan, you're a fucking faggot. <laughs> <laughs> then again, then again, that's going to be way over budget, and it's going to be more expensive than it already is. But, you know, if, if, they, if, they, if, if they can believe they can, they can hire, hire a lot of celebrities for this shit, maybe I can believe that, that, that this movie will succeed. If they had added more WWE wrestlers out of nowhere. Oh god, you know who should have played the boss? Who? Vince McMahon. I knew it. <laughs> if you don't get Bo Callahan, you're fired. <laughs> Why isn't this a WWE movie? Why? Because... Because the because the opening the opening title font is actually decent for this movie and the cinematography is actually better. 
Oh my god, I can imagine I can imagine this being in the script to going to WWE films and and Vince is like, "Well, we can't set the movie in New Orleans, so I'll pass." <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Apparently we just turned one of the best worst move one of the best worst movies we watched into a WWE Studios film in a failed WWE Studios film. I swear. I, I would pay money to see to see that movie you know, that I'm talking about right now. Just to see WWE people make cameos in this movie. <laughs> oh my god, fucking so many XFL jokes. So many XFL jokes could have been made in this movie. <laughs> that, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. And basically, basically the entire, the entire movie, the entire review is now basically two, two, two random friends who, who wanted, who wished this, this movie to become a WWE Studios film. Oh, so how great would have been, the, would the draft have been if Jim Ross is there going, By God, King, he did it! He did it! Kevin Costner did it! <laughs> Kevin Costner... No, maybe, you know what'll be interesting? If they made a WWE film where Kevin Costner versus Vince McMahon and then they had to get wrestlers. Oh my there. God! Why is this a movie? Why doesn't this exist? <laughs> Because, oh my god! Because this is not a perfect world. This is not a perfect world. Oh god, I'm, I'm so sorry for everyone for screaming, but oh god, I, I this movie, this movie we're talking about is perfect. Why is it, why doesn't this movie exist? God damn it! I would pay money to see this. Yeah. I would pay actual money to see this in a theater now. Maybe, maybe, maybe Tom will actually go in here and say, "I actually, so, uh, I actually support a WWE movie." If we pitch this in, now we have to find a good producer. Oh God, I would pay money. Oh, and the rival, and the rival, uh, and the rival guy is played by Ric Flair. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> oh, Costner, I'm coming for you, bitch! <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Oh man, makes me want to watch more WWE. I'm guessing the current WWE stuff isn't that good, so I'm going to step back. Oh god, and if the Ultimate Warrior was still alive, I would have loved to see him in this. this uh, uh, god damn. <laughs> so. I'm just, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry for getting off topic, but... we. <laughs> Come on! How how awesome would that have been if like Kevin Cos if this movie was about Kevin Costner and Vince McMahon butting heads over like getting like signing wrestlers to their wrestling companies? I would fucking pay money for that. I I that seriously would've, would. That would have been the best sports movie they would ever have ever. I will watch all of that. I am not fond of basically any sport. I'm totally too nerdy for this shit. But basically, just. Give me that movie that we just pitched in. Give us money for it, and then we can probably hire people to make this movie. We could probably do it. I'm not sure. Do you think we should? Ready yet? I just want to see Kevin Costner. Kevin, Co- I I want to see the draft the draft day universe crossover with other properties. <laughs> <laughs> no, imagine imagine like Kevin Costner. Imagine Kevin Costner in basically any world that has, like, collectibles. Like, imagine Kevin Costner with Disney Infinity. Imagine Kevin Costner with Skylanders. Imagine Disney... Uh, oh, Kevin my God, Co- and Amiibos. 
Amiibo. Holy shit, I would pay. Oh, Nintendo, there's your fucking movie. Right there, Kevin Costner collecting Amiibos. Thank you very much, I'm done. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Anyways, that's it. We, we, just, we just found the ultimate staple. The, the ultimate staple. We need Kevin Costner to get people. To hire people and make and make drafts and all that shit. Which is, which is why I love this movie so much. Because it's basically, like you said, it's, it's basically like Pokemon cards. Like, they're just collecting Pokemon cards and talking about shit. And we don't see football. We don't actually see a fucking football game to know if, if, if any of these players are good or not. We're just going to take their word for it. And I'm like, well, why, why are we taking their fucking word for it when, you know... We don't we don't see any of these people play football. Yeah. Apparently you see them in clips but not in real life. You don't see the process of how how is this guy picks guys pick successful. So it's like okay. If the guys if the guy is successful enough to do this shit, then maybe we can just imagine him being the best draft person ever in basically any universe that has collectibles on it. And again, like like I said, with with the problem with Bo Callahan as a character is like we just get, we just see people talking about how good he is, but we don't actually see him do anything. We see him talking to Diddy, hanging out with Diddy, and but but after that, it's like, eh, eh. you know, I don't I don't I don't get the hype. <clears throat> yeah. So really, overall, we overall it's a very terrible bad but kind of funny movie because they overdid the soap opera in a, the most in one of the more unnecessary themes in a sports movie which is draft picking. Uh, that's why I love it because it's basically a movie about draft picking but they make it so epic. Like they're trying to make it sound more epic than it actually is and I guess I find that so hilarious. I don't know why. I don't know why I was laughing to my ass off watching this movie but I really was. I was laughing my ass off at at everything that that could go wrong, and I just loved it. I love this movie. I think it should be more infamous than it actually it's, is. It's because it didn't try to be super infamous. I mean, we get shit like the first Birdemic, when it's just a very humble project made by a Vietnamese dude, and then the room. It's just this like the shady dude with unknown amounts of money making a drama film that he wrote, and. Get draft day, which is also kind of an honest, seems like a sincere project, and in a w- and in an interesting way, in in an interesting way, that's what makes the bad movie actually good. Is that they were sincere about this shit. They didn't go overboard with the dark cliches. They didn't go too corny or too edgy. It's just trying to be sincere in a way that they, be- they're sincere in a way that they don't really know what they're doing. <laughs> Oh god, I love the scene where uh, Costner's watching an old game and he's like, ah, it's the old game. He passes it to this guy and then we, they want... And I'm thinking to myself, wow, this is the worst. Because the, the point of that scene is to show that he knows what he's talking about, that he cares about football, right? But the problem yeah. is, is, like, the problem with that scene is, like, he, he his acting is so fucking monotone and bored sounding. You're like, do you care... Because you don't sound like a guy who gives a shit, either way. 
apparently modern day apparently modern day hot blooded action heroes have to be all, you know, gritty and monotonous from time to time to make them sound cooler, but they actually aren't, so <sighs> No. Oh god, I would have loved if, if if like one of the phone calls he was calling is like, oh, I know this guy He's never given me bad advice before, but I'm just going to call him anyway. And he calls him up, and it's Walter White. (laughs) (laughs) And and Walter's like, fuck this shit, Kevin. Sell meth. Oh, dear God. I think Kevin Costner would have been one... Kevin Costner. Arms. He would have been wonderful if they do if he's like he plays that role in basically every movie that sucks. There, I said it. Oh Twitter. God, I I have still yet to see uh, Three Days to Kill, which is Kevin Costner trying to do a Liam Nielsen type action <laughs> movie. Do you think you, th- you think we'll watch that in the future if it's? I don't know if I if I catch it on TV or if I'm really bored I'll watch it, but I, I doubt it. You know, because 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 like I said with with draft day with draft day it was funny to me because again they're trying to make something like drafting sound epic when it really isn't. It really is not. Yeah. So, basic. Yeah. So basically, the, this movie is actually pretty good in a way that's also awkwardly funny. It's a soap opera involving draft picking and put me in a sports movie and I'll possibly fall asleep, but I haven't. I hadn't left. I just watched it twice just so that I would double check everything, so... Eh. Well, you do not suck much, but you're fu- because you're funny. There we go. Because I, I get the feeling you I actually enjoyed this movie a lot more than you did. I don't know why, but I kind of did, I guess. Um, no, actually, I do enjoy the movie. It's more that um, a lot of the time I'm just not too fond of exposition. I'm really more of the action type. And plus the fact that it's a sports film, which, which is from a strike one. It's a strike one for me because I'm not too fond of sports films. I once fell asleep just from watching my sister's sports anime. Okay? So... In a way, I think this is a slight improvement from my past self because I actually woke, I actually stayed up to to be invested with this in the awkward soap opera universe that Kevin Costner has put me in. Maybe it's Kevin Costner that that made this. Movie like I good. said, he, he just he's his acting is so shitty you can't help but like the guy. He's like because you're like, do you give a shit about anything? <laughs> yeah. So basically, that's about it. You get just. Put Kevin Costner in every boring bad movie and make him be a shitty actor. Then you already got. You can finally get my attention. Maybe I should watch Waterworld again. Should I watch Waterworld again? Oh God, Waterworld is terrible. Never mind. I don't want to. <laughs> and besides, we got another movie coming up that we we're gonna enjoy a lot more than this one. All right. I hope you watched. <laughs> uh, I. I, I, it's, it's, it's down, it's downloading, so, yeah, our, what, we have to tell these people the next movie, right? <laughs> Not really, I don't, I forgot the, I forgot to tell the movie because I'm just really sleepy right now, sorry.
Uh, well, you know, seeing as we failed doing WWE month, and I'm like, you know, there's another wrestler we were kind of ignoring. A wrestler who was really big in the 90s, who, you know, some would say, you know, changed the world we, we live in. Because he's a pop culture icon and a national treasure. Stone Cold Steve Austin. Oh, yeah. And you knew that sooner or later we were going to talk about a Stone Cold Steve Austin movie, and I actually saw one on TV, and I loved it so much, and I'm like, we're going to talk about this on the show. I swear, your I swear, your your country's TV has all the direct-to-DVD schlock. Wow. <laughs> and after that, we're going to watch a Christian Slater movie. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so there we have it. We're going to watch a lot of more movies in the future. Actually, I do wonder, what about Gary Daniels? Oh, God. We we were going to do Gary Daniels month, but I kind of, I kind of, like, oh, I feel bad. Because I, I want people to, 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 we, okay. For those who watch the Cinema Snob or are familiar with the Cinema Snob, he did the whole Pierre Kirby thing. Yep. And 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 that kind of brought attention to Pierre Kirby, which which is kind of weird. Yeah. And I kind of want to do that. And I want. And I kind of want to do the same with uh, like some like say Gary Daniels. Gary Daniels is like um, I think a retired MMA fighter who was like in his fifties, but he's he's a fucking badass. And I, the reason I wanted to do um, Gary Daniels month is because he was in the horrible Fist of the, Fist of the North Star. Um, movie from 1995, which I have still yet to watch. <laughs> well, thankfully, at least somehow it's sort of a little better than Dragon Ball Evolution. Because so. <laughs> it's got Gary fucking Daniels, for God's sake. You and Malcolm McDowell. Oh, like, God, no. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, the man worked with... Q, uh, you know Stanley Kubrick, so you know he, he's he's you know knowing Michael McDowell, McDowell, he's he works with nothing but best the best of quality, yeah. which is a lie. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Actually, in the later year, in the later years, I re- I see him in the mo- in movies that I feel are terrible, and yet saying, "Why is Michael McDaniel here? You used to be in a Clockwork Orange and Caligula. Why?" Yeah. Oh God, he was in a fucking Home Alone sequel for God's sakes. Yeah, Somehow he was in a Home Alone sequel with Darnell from My Name Is Earl. I shit you not. Oh dear God, man, I I, need, I have a I have a long list of movies to watch right now, and it's just mind blowing to know that there will always be really bad, really bad movies everywhere you go, and it's beautiful. And that's why we got you on the show, because, you know, when, when you're on the show, we, we talk about these horrible fucking <laughs> director dvd schlocks and Marlon Wayans and all this other garbage. <laughs> hey, and hey, on Sunday, I'm actually going to go watch a movie that people actually hate. It's it's show, it's a, a... Do you guys like Attack on Titan? Because I'm going to watch it and bash it, eventually. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! I can I can I can imagine you going in with like your own fan built Tom Servo and Q and Crow, and you trying to rip the movie. <laughs> no, basically, I have I have friends who are like this, who are like the Mystery Science Theater. We're going to rip this shit on Sunday. 
<laughs> I will. He's like, uh, it was it. What was that emo kid's name? I forgot his fucking name. I only uh, watched the pilot. Aaron. God. Take a shot whenever Aaron starts acting like an emo bitch, which is like 90% of the fucking anime. Actually, they changed a lot of things in the... They changed a lot of things from the anime to the movie. First of all, they they removed one of the more... In, the One of the more strong... One of the strongest characters in the manga slash anime because, of the, because his name has a letter V on it. But it didn't exactly matter because they changed the location from Germany to Japan. They actually changed a lot of shit in the movie from what I've heard. <laughs> so they also like changed the character of Eren from the hot-blooded shonen protagonist to a hot-blooded emo action Hollywood hero protagonist. So there's also that, and it's approved by Izayama, the guy who made the whole comic thing. So <laughs> wish me luck. He's like, I'm, I'm guessing he just saw the Titan designs and he's like, "Yep, yeah, good enough for me." <laughs> no, actually, that's what. That's the only saving. Apparently, people say it's the only saving point of the movie. So, we'll we'll see about that because it's made by I think Toho, the the guys who made the Godzilla films. Oh God, Toho! I feel sorry for them. Yeah. Like they they used to they used to be such a big company back in like the seventies, eighties, and nineties and two thousands. But after like the two thousands, they've kind of fell down the shitter <laughs> in terms of uh, quality. Yeah. Yeah, so, alright, just wish me luck on that movie watching on Sunday. Really. <laughs> anyway. Uh, so, yeah, next episode we're doing is the Tactical Force, which is a. <laughs> which is a Stone Cold Steve Austin directed DVD movie, so that's gonna be fun. <laughs> apparently, apparently, peop- apparently I, I will expect a lot of obvious action action cliches, so maybe this is not... Is this going to be a little better? <laughs> because it, it knows it's an action film, maybe, so let's see. <laughs> and, and and it's cool because it's got, like, Stone Cold Steve Austin and Michael J. White, so there you go. <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe they'll be the true saving force of this movie. We'll never know, but we'll see. Oh, God, I, I love this movie. When you watch it, you, you'll... I'll, I'll promise you right now, once you watch this movie, you're going to come in and you're going to talk about how great it was because it's a fantastic B-movie. It's a great fucking horrible, so bad, it's amazing movie. Mm, I'm interested. Go on. <laughs> so, yeah, that's pretty much it, and we'll see you all later. Bye-bye. All right, bye.